Hey, it's Jeff Woods. We wanted to ask you for a quick favor. We'd like to get to know you better, which is why we put together a quick quiz that literally takes less than a minute to complete. This will help us learn more about you so we can better serve you this year through our content and our ads. If you'd take one minute to pause this episode and go to theonething.com slash podcast quiz. That's the one thing with the number one in the URL.com slash podcast quiz. It'd mean the world to us. Thanks and enjoy this episode. This is The One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name's Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at The One Thing Team. I remember sitting in a class that Gary Keller was leading on how to build wealth over time. And I remember him saying that the definition of a wealthy person, I'm paraphrasing here, is someone who has the passive income to fund their life's purpose. Based on that definition, in order for you to wake up one day and look in the mirror and say, I'm wealthy, what do you have to know? Your purpose. And then you have to be able to build what? A business that can fund your life's purpose passively. Do you have clarity on what your purpose is? And have you built a business that could scale to a level that it could fund that purpose passively? For many of us, this is still a journey that we are going down. And if you've never heard this, then congratulations, day one of your new journey. Here's why we share this with you. If that sounds far-fetched, we are having the conversation with the man that you are going to meet today because we're going to show you that it's not. The person you are going to meet is a fan of the book. He's a fan of the podcast. And he reached out because for three years, he has been living the book. It helped him get clarity on what his purpose was. And based on that, he asked a question, what kind of business would I need to build so that I could fund my life's purpose? And then he boiled it all the way down to the one thing that he can do, such that by doing it would make everything else easier or unnecessary. One thing for you to consider, you know we are, we encourage you in every episode to be the type of person who implements the content that you consume. Our question for you is, what would you have to do to implement this episode to the best of your capability, the best that you could possibly do? What would that look like? And now let's ask a bigger question. What would it look like for you to implement this episode the best that it could be done, period? How would you listen? What type of notes would you take? What would your environment look like? How can you mentally put yourself there now? Because today is an amazing case study, an amazing case study of somebody, someone just like you getting clear on their purpose. Someone just like you casting a really big goal that frankly would scare most of us and turning it into one thing that you, and yes, I'm talking you, can do. You can do this every single day and such that by doing it, would achieve extraordinary results in your life. With that, let's get into this conversation with Joseph Goslin. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. 
With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Joseph, I love your story for many reasons. Number one, the idea of getting clarity on your goals and goal setting to the now. What I really love is how you first and foremost got clarity on your goals. And it was by getting clarity on the purpose that you wanted to have, the legacy that you wanted to leave. Talk to us a little bit about the type of impact you wanted to make. Yeah. So for me, it started when uh, my young kid was born. After a week or so, we had to go back to the hospital and he had some kind of an infection. And we spent the next three weeks in Children's Hospital here in Plano, Texas. And just to see the people over there, they are nothing short of angels. Uh, All the staff over there and the way they treat the kids and the families. So that brought purpose to my life to kind of say, I want to give back. I want to give back to that specific target of charity, to Children's Hospital. And I had this vision of, you know, how those they have those big carton cardboard checks uh, in the lottery thing. I want to write one of those with a lot of zeros on it. I want a million dollar check as a donation to Children's Medical Hospital. So that became my one goal. And that's where I want to go. And I'm also realistic to, to think that if I want to donate a million dollars sometime, then I need to be at a certain level of income and so on. So that's how I started driving back. Interesting. So walk us through that process. I'm imagining, and I'll ask you, the person who's listening to this, imagine that you set a goal to cut a check for a million dollars. What type of business would you have to generate or build to be able to give away a million dollars? What was that answer for you, Joseph? So for me, it started first with the financials, right? Uh, Realistically, I'm not going to donate half of the income that I get from any business, any sort of business, right? So I figured I would need at least a 20 million gross income in order to donate 1 million. And that kind of drove back to, okay, what kind of businesses can gross $20 million in a certain year? And that's how I started driving back to, okay, this could be either a really big manufacturing or a service. And then the other piece that is has to connect in some point, because it's not just about money, is where is my passion? Where does my passion lay in? And how do you scale to that level where my passion is? When you ask some of those questions, what answers did you find? So for me, I've always had this huge fascination with real estate. So by training, by education, I'm a, a software engineer and I've worked in IT for 17 years. But at the same time, I've always had 
real estate investments as as a hobby, call it, or as an investment strategy. But over the years, I noticed that my heart goes more and more toward real estate and a lot less towards the IT world that I was living in. So we ended up going into the real estate business as a as a target as for our business creation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And specifically for you guys, it was as investors in multifamily apartments, correct? That's correct. We are investors and we're also lead groups of investments to buy and reposition communities. I'm putting myself in your shoes early on. You have clarity because of your personal experience. You want to be the type of person who can cut a check for a million dollars to a children's hospital. And you look at what your passion is and what could actually, what kind of business you could actually build that could generate 20 million a year in gross. You come up with the idea for multifamily apartments. Where do you go from there? So when we started looking at things, in order to do $20 million in apartment communities, you really have to have a large scale of communities and a large scale of unit base. So for us, the number was about 10,000 units, which translates to continuously purchasing about 10 to 20 apartment communities a year. And then we drew back and said, okay, in order to scale to 10 and 20 units community a year, what do we need to do now? And we need to start with buying our first one. And then we need to figure out, okay, how do I have to buy the first one? But we have to put at least two or three on the contract in order to really close on one. And then in order to do that, we'll have to offer on about 10 or 15 of those apartment communities in order to do that. So we did a lot of drilling back to the now, just like the one thing is talking about. And we realized that, From there, we had to go down to, we have to look at about 100 to 200 communities in about a period of a few months in order to facilitate the first purchase of the first year. Mm. (laughs) So let me get clear on this. And I'm I'm taking it to a 40,000 foot level for the people who are listening to this because you get clear on when you do one thing, the right thing, it topples over many things. You started with purpose. You started with the type of impact that you wanted to make in writing a check for a million dollars. You then looked at all the things you could do that could build a business that could generate 20 million a year in gross revenue and looked at the one thing you can do based on what actually interests you and that was acquire multifamily apartment buildings. And you figured out how many buildings you would actually have to take down and worked it all the way back to the fact that you have to start by purchasing your first one. And in order to purchase your first one, you had to have two to three under contract. In order to have two or three under contract, you had to be offering on 10 to 15 of them. And in order to offer on 10 to 15 of them, you had to look at 100 to 200 different communities within a few month period. Yeah, you, you got it right. And really, it sounds a lot more complicated than it is, but you just need to sit down with clarity and write down your goals and start driving them backwards and just put things in order. And now you see a picture, you see a path toward your ultimate goal. Once you had this clarity on the amount of properties you were going to have to look at, and you said, okay, today's day one. We're going we're gonna to go find those communities. We're going to start looking at them. What got in your way? So nothing gets in my way. I'm a very goal-driven person. So when I get started, I just get started. But actually looking at 200 opportunities is not the bottom of the, the, 
the phases, right? We actually draw back even one step further. And we figured out in order to actually get those 100 or 200 opportunities in front of us, we have to build relationship with X amount of brokers. And we have to talk to them and make phone calls and send emails. So we set goals to those as well. So really my first step started with making five phone calls a day to brokers. And it's <laughs> now here's what I love about this. If if we had for the this is for you who are listening. If we told you if we flipped the funnel and said by making five calls a day, you could ultimately write a check for a million dollars. You'd be like, okay, Jeff, what are you smoking? Yet, how is it now that when we started, when we began with the end in mind, and we goal set to the now, and you you think through, you're like, okay, five calls a day. That seems doable. And it makes sense. I love how you said it, Joseph. All of a sudden, you just you have a clear path to achieving what you want. Now, I'm, I'm hearing you say that you're a goal-oriented person. Nothing gets in your way. Not everybody who's listening to this, once they commit mentally to the goal, is committed with that level of certainty. What were the things that tried to get in your way that you just squashed? Life, right? Life happens. Life gets in your way. You get... You know, you had an argument with the wife or work gets in the way or the faucet starts leaking. Life gets in the way. What you really need to do in order to start your path, and really it's just about starting. It's about getting that momentum. And five phone calls a day, it's not that much. It's 30, 40 minutes of your time. So you just got to time block this and say, Everything around me can be on fire, but in those 45 minutes or an hour, I'm doing this. Mm. Now, the people around you, because you, you have other people on your team, right? Yes. Did they embrace this as easily as you did, or did they struggle? My team came after me, so I've already accumulated the momentum. You don't just start, okay, today I'm going to do five phone calls a day and hire six people. So... When I just got started, I had no one. But now that my team is with me, we're already at the point where I have proven the concept. Mm. Existing relationship that we're working. So it's kind of like anybody that comes on board is jumping on a moving bus. Joseph, I'm curious. One of the thieves of productivity and this is something people struggle with when they come into living your one thing, is the fear of chaos. They hear about this idea of having clarity on your priorities, like for you, five calls a day. They have clarity on the fact that they should be acting in order of priority, which means you say yes to your one thing before you earn the right to say yes to attending a meeting, before you earn the right to saying yes to checking email. And then that fear of chaos seeps in. Won't people get mad at me? Won't the earth stop spinning? Won't, you know, just whatever excuse they're coming up with. What have you witnessed in regards to whether it's you or your team in terms of that fear of chaos? Yeah. So like you said, it especially at the beginning, it feels like, oh my God, can I close myself in a room and disappear for an hour? And what's going to happen when I come up? When you sit in front of a computer, you'll have the Outlook or whatever mail program you use, jump in and say, you got an email, you got an email. Everything today is striving to steal our attention. 
that causes that chaos. That really gets everything out of control. And if you just focus, if you clear your table from distractions, you turn off the mail program, you turn off the phone, and you're not looking at it, right? You literally turn off uh, uh, the other phones that you're not using to call if you're doing calls. Then you get clarity, you get quiet, and you know what? Even if there is a little bit of a uh, quote-unquote crisis to deal with after that, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. It would have happened if you went to the dentist, right? Let's, let, now, let's, now I'm, in, I'm interested in flipping this. You fast forward, how long have you been living this way? About three years. How many deals have you been able to do as a result? So we are about to close at the end of the month on another deal, which will totally get us into over 250 units. Okay. And you got clear that you needed how many units to to be able to ultimately write that check for a million? Close to 10,000. Okay. So... But our purchasing didn't start three years ago. Just my just my journey. Now, here's, here's where... I'm, go back to the Joseph who first got inspired to cut a check. If you had told that Joseph that you fast forward just three years, you're going to own 250 units, what would you have thought? That it's impossible, that it's too much too fast, that there is no way I can make that number. Folks, for everybody who's listening to this, imagine if we told you fast forward three years, you could own 250 units. What comes to your mind? Any limiting beliefs there? Here's the, po- here's the point. When you do one thing, in Joseph's case, five calls a day, the right thing, it can topple over many things. What we have observed from the people who are in our Living Your One Thing communities, they grossly overestimate how much they can accomplish in a year, and they grossly underestimate what they can accomplish in two years or three years. In fact, Gary Keller says, you are no more than five years away from where you want to be. When you think of that dream life, everything you could possibly ever imagine that would make life absolutely amazing, you are no more than five years away from it if you are willing to do the right activities. Our question for you is, what are you currently allowing into your world that is stopping you from achieving those results? Joseph, had you not been that mentally committed to the goal, had you not been mentally committed to showing up in the world, ready to protect that time so you could make your calls, where would you be right now? Probably stuck in another IT job, looking outside the window at real estate buildings and opportunities um, across the street. And when you consider that outcome, that you could have possibly been stuck in that IT job, how would you have felt? What would your emotions be if that was your reality right now? I would probably be frustrated. I would be a little bit depressed. I would be just felt stuck. No better word than stuck. Folks, how many of you are feeling like that right now? Joseph, when you consider what your life looks like now, what do you feel? I feel great. I feel there is a lot more opportunities that I can capitalize on. I feel that the one thing is not setting one goal and then working on it for the next 20 years. It's also about reevaluating the goals Mm -hmm. and making sure that you're still on the same path towards where you want to be. So I feel great about the opportunities and what lays ahead of us, right? So 
the goals that we've set this year are far beyond the goals that we were thinking that we're going to set for this year two years ago. And this is how with the more we do, the more we want to do more, the more opportunities come across our desk. And it feels like a snowball rolling downhill and we just gain momentum and we get bigger and bigger just because we keep pushing towards the same target. When you consider all of the things that you have experienced over the last three years, Joseph, and I want you to imagine all, all of the lessons that you've learned. And now imagine the person who's listening to this being in front of you right now, feeling lost, feeling stuck, feeling frustrated. What's the one thing they can do such that by doing it would make everything else easier or unnecessary for them? I'd have to say, find a purpose. To put a, a goal in that is just financial or material is okay, but it won't wake you up in the morning. It won't make you want to do more. It won't make you go that extra mile. Mm. Have a purpose in front of you, you, you can drive it. And, and the, other, the other thing I would say is a goal without a plan is just a wish. So when you set that goal, when you, set, you find that purpose and you set your goal, Make your plan. Drive everything back. Know how you're going to get there. I love it. And for people who are listening to this, two resources that we have to point you to on this. If you go to the one thing.com, that's with the number one in the URL, slash my purpose, the one thing.com slash my purpose, you can get our my purpose workbook. This is a top notch PDF guide that will ask you some questions that will help you go down your journey to discovering your purpose. It is one of our most downloaded resources on our site. So go to the one thing.com slash my purpose. If you are looking for that plan so that you can achieve the goal, so it's not just a wish, go to the one thing.com slash membership. That is the purpose of living your one thing. And if you are not in it and you're serious about finding the plan, you need to go there. Joseph, Thank you so much for the time, my friend. I'm so glad that you reached out and I just, I've loved hearing your story. I know this is going to inspire a lot of people. How can we support you right now? Uh, We're always looking for more opportunities in the multifamily environment and we're looking for accredited investors. So if any of your listeners want to reach out to us, uh, we'll be happy to uh, talk with them. Our website is ebgtx.com. And all of our contact details are on there. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for living the book. Thank you for having me. Well, there you have it. My conversation with Joseph Goslin. Folks, I remember when I heard Gary Keller say that you have to build a big business in order to fund your big life. Whatever your beliefs are around money or building big businesses. It is true. If you can build a really big, great business, it will open doors for the type of impact that you can make. Challenge for many of us is we just start running in a bunch of directions without much clarity. What I love about the conversation with Joseph is he just went straight to the bottom of that iceberg image in on page 134 of the one thing. Purpose. Purpose allows you to determine your priorities and your priorities determine your productivity and your productivity determines the profit that you experience, the results that you get. How can you get clear on the type of impact that you want to make? 
based on that, ask a really big question. What type of business would I have to build in order to fund that type of impact? Based on that, go through the goal setting to the now exercise. What would I have to accomplish in five years to feel like I'm on track for that someday vision? Based on that, what would I need to accomplish this year to feel like I'm on track for the five? Based on that, what do I need to accomplish this month to feel like I'm on track for the year? Based on that, what do I need to do this week in order to feel like I'm on track for the month? Based on that, what do I need to do today to be on track for this week? When you goal set to the now, the path is illuminated. Then it's just about how are you managing your time? Folks, we hope this episode has brought value to you. The coolest part of conversations like these is that Joseph's a normal guy. He's a guy who picked up the book and dared to implement it. At the beginning, we asked you, what would it look like if you implemented this episode the best it could be done. How can you take action moving forward? As always, if this episode has helped you, please share it with somebody. And one of the greatest ways to share this is also by leaving a review on your podcast player of choice. You heard the review that we read at the beginning of this episode. Will yours be next? If you are not yet subscribed to the show, please go ahead and click that subscribe button so all future episodes are automatically downloaded to your device. And we hope you'll consider getting your My Purpose guide at theonething.com slash mypurpose or by starting your planning journey by joining us in living your one thing at theonething.com slash membership. Thank you so much for being a fan and we look forward to being with you in the next episode. Music.